podcast is all about digital marketing trends, social media tips, and interesting observations our team has made from recent news in the marketing space. I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I am Alex, I am in charge of visual content. And this week we have our newest 21 Handshake team member joining us. Elise, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role here at 21 Handshake. Um, well, I started at 21 Handshake in May as a graphic design intern. I am going into my senior year at Grand Valley State University studying graphic design. Um, I am happy to be a part of the team. Ooh, <laughs> and we love, we love having you be a part of the team. Yeah. And, but we wanted to bring you on this week as we get a lot of questions about just how does graphic design work? You know, what does your graphic designer do? And we think probably that these questions are pretty universal, that if people are asking us or they've asked you these questions, mm -hmm. that then other people would be interested in hearing the answers to them too. And our hope here is that we learn a little bit more about um, what an official graphic designer does, why <laughs> and why it's harder than just, hey, can you whip up that design for me real quick? I think which we often hear. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into some frequently asked questions. So the first one that we hear all the time is, I need something designed yesterday. Can you help me? <laughs> so this happens a lot. At least why is it hard to work up something creative when you're just fire hosed like that? <laughs> Well, what clients don't realize is that all projects start with a period of brainstorming and sketching. A lot of the time, the clients think that the first step is just to go straight to the computer and just whip it up right away. But that's actually not the case. You need time to come up with a solid idea because if you don't take that time to plan before you make the design, it's even the best technical design isn't going to be the strongest. Mm -hmm. And so you like, you really do need time to plan out projects and um, make them successful. Right, because it is an art to it mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I think people forget that when there's a computer involved. Yes. That this is also art. <laughs> yeah, when there's a computer involved, people think that it's just very quick. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And like everything that we've talked about on this podcast, everything needs like a reason, a strategy mm -hmm. behind it as well. And so like when, like yes, we would like to make designs like just like that and really help out our clients quickly, but sometimes um, the best advice we can give them is to kind of just enjoy the process. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. What's another frequently asked question, Ashley? Um, okay. This logo or infographic is easy. You can just grab something from a template or a clip art around the web, right? <laughs> that yeah. is so, so many layers us. of yikes go into that. Yeah. Um, well, going off what we were just talking about, like people kind of forget that like graphic design is um, also like an art as well as um, just something like that we would do for clients. So as a designer, you pride yourself on the work you create. A designer's job is to make something original and specific for the client. Using a template or pre-made clip art from the internet just almost makes um, a graphic design job like non-needed. Because mm -hmm. the way, the reason you're hiring a graphic designer is to create something that is specific for that company, that brand, mm -hmm. and that's gonna help them. Yeah, I mean, imagine as a big company, like running in, like, 
into something where you have the same design as another company mm -hmm. um, because you guys pulled it from the same web page. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, everybody wants something unique. It can't then it can't come from a template. <laughs> I think. I think you really have to think about graphic design in the same way that you think about any other sort of creative projects. Like, hey, it's gonna take time. Like, you can't, you can't turn around and make something like off the top of your head just immediately. You exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then coming back to that, you know, art versus computer. Another question that we often get, Ashley, is kind of surrounding that. Yeah. So, I, I know. Um, like the stereotype is that if you're a graphic designer, you're really, really good at computers. I, I'm curious, Lise, like what is your process um, when you go to design something? What uh, programs do you use or most designers? Um, just tell us a little more about that. Um, I think it's pretty uniform across the board that most designers use Adobe programs such as Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. Those are kind of the industry standard and um, give you the most freedom of what you're designing. Um, I use, um, I mean, I use Adobe programs for all of my graphic design. The only exception is like if you're doing UX or UI design, which is user experience or user interface, then there's additional programs that can be helpful for that. Mm -hmm. um, it is pretty like um, involved to learn a program like that. It's not something that you can really teach somebody. You have to teach yourself just by trial and error. And over these past three years being in school, I have learned so much from just doing on the programs than I have from anybody telling me how I can use them. So it's interesting to because everybody's workflow and pro process is different because people just figure out what works best for them with each of the programs because there's a lot of different ways you can do things. Mm -hmm. Right, but so but then in your classes at school you're kind of honing in on those techniques in the programs, right? Because I know a lot of people and I hear this even from people like well, I just taught myself how to do that program. And then I see their design and I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure you got it. You know, I don't say it, but I'm just thinking, I'm not sure you understand how to use it. Yeah, well, it's interesting actually, because in school, we like, we don't really have like a specific class where they sit down and they're like, this is how you use Illustrator. Okay. We focus more on the like composition, the um, like, um, reason you're creating it, the concept, okay. like, um, and so if there is something that like, oh man, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure how, the professor can kind of help you with that, or you can look up tutorials, okay. but um, a lot of it is actually focused around like content and um, just making um, good compositions. Okay. And so um, you kind of have to just see what works best. And I think flow. that does come back to, um, I don't know, I have great admire for graphic designers just because they do have that art mm -hmm. understanding. And I think it begins come back, comes back to that, that you have that creative flow and that is a skill that is unique to you that you're good at. And I think maybe that comes back to where, you know, even if someone else may know the program, they maybe just don't have that creative flair to be able to bring that to life. Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting because there's not really like a specific right way to use like the programs. There's just so many different ways that you can do things and you'll hear graphic designers often talk about their workflow and it's just how it works best for them. 
like which softwares they use first, how what tools they use, because there's a lot of different things right. that can get you there. It just everyone approaches it in a different way. So true, so true. So another top question that we always get is, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. Can you help me? <laughs> so what are some great tips to kind of let people know, well, here's some things that you should prepare to tell your graphic designer. And I know it's gonna be unique when they want a logo versus maybe an infographic versus a social media image. But I think always that's kind of scary when people are just like, I just don't know what I want. Can you just do something? <laughs> yes, that is pretty frustrating just because, I mean, so the more information a client gives you up front, the smoother the process is going to go and the better you will be able to, the client will recognize and you will recognize what each other are trying to get out of this project. And it um, eases up a lot of the um, questions in the beginning of going back and forth. Um, a good client should be able to give the designer as much information as possible about the company. Some examples of things that are helpful is the age group they're targeting, the type of company they are, whether a business or a restaurant, um, the overall intention of the logo as well. Um, it's also helpful if they have a color scheme in mind or at least know how like the kind of the feel of the colors they want, like warmer, cooler colors or really contrasting. It's, I mean, reiterating it again, the more information you can give to the designer in the beginning is helpful with um, creating a logo that the client's happier with sooner on in the process. Exactly. As mm -hmm. well as less costly as well. Because when you go in <laughs> mm -hmm. with that thought of, I don't know what I want, and you start from scratch, that, that can add up quite a bit. No, and I, I can completely relate with everything that you're talking about because as, you know, as we work on videos for people, sometimes like we have an overarching idea of we understand what we want to talk about, but then the client isn't sure how they want to approach it or like what they want the specific messaging of the video mm -hmm. to be. And <clears throat> you're going to go through a lot less revisions down the line um, and have a whole, in the end, be able to get your end product quicker if you're able to give more um, input at the beginning of the project. Mm -hmm. That being said, I do think it is up to the designer or the producer, whoever it is, in the beginning to help kind of draw that information out because I think a lot of people don't have or haven't had necessarily had an experience where they have had to like creatively describe what they are trying to look for so there's there's definitely two sides to that coin is you want a lot of help from your client mm -hmm. but you also have to kind of help draw that information out of them sometimes. yeah um something going off of that something that can be really helpful for clients who um, don't really have the experience working with a designer or somebody creative like you or I before is doing a creative brief so that you have specific questions that you can ask the client so even if they have no idea where they're starting or what they even need to give you information wise you can kind of help lead them to yeah. that and a, another good thing is to ask them for examples of logos or videos that they've liked yeah that they've seen that caught their eye whether it was the messaging or the style or the colors whatever Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, because again, you're not looking though for a template, but you are looking <laughs> for to figure out what their style is. And yes. usually when somebody's like, I like that, or I like this better, or that color, or this color, you know, at least you kind of gives you a better idea where to lead them. Absolutely. So, yeah, so what is, I think we're up to question frequently asked number five. So what's another one, Alex, that we normally get? Do you do website design? 
<laughs> okay, so a lot of people think that graphic designers are also the ones who go in and like code your entire website, but there is a big difference between the front end website designer and the back end designer of a website. So with, I mean, there's different kinds of graphic design. So some graphic designers focus more on just like content and composition, but there's also um, user interface, user interface and user experience designers. Um, most designers do have some experience building websites, like whether it just be basic code or WordPress or Wix, but it's not our current, like it's not the main focus. I mean, unless you are um, like kind of trying to go more down that route, but traditionally as a graphic designer, my job is to design the front end of how the site should look and how the users interact with the website. After designing like the front end, then graphic designers will often work with developers right. to kind of actually create the live working site and see what is possible and what is not. Right, and it's been my experience that um, not usually a developer too does not do design. It's very rare yes. that you come mm -hmm. across a developer who also can do the front end design as well. Usually they pair together as a team mm -hmm. yes, to right. bring the front end designers, like Elise would do that, and then they would hand it off to the developer who would then code it onto the website. So Yeah, so like what I do is I basically make a template of how the developer should approach the creation mm -hmm. of the website. Exactly, exactly. Ashley, what is another one? And I think this is a big one. <laughs> I know. I think this one is, is a hard-hitting one. What if I don't like your design? Okay, so <laughs> that has a whole... Tricky situation. A whole <laughs> bunch of issues within itself. So oftentimes, if a client doesn't like the design, it's a result of poor client communication. So either with like the graphic designer or the pro like whoever is involved, like... It's often like poor communication or poor expectations. Um, so feedback is really key. If a client comes to me and says, I don't like this, my like reaction isn't, oh, well, I guess I should just give up then. It's, well, what is it that you do not like? Is it the color? Is it the font? Is it the style? Do, like Alex was saying, does this client have any logos that they do like that they can show me so I can get a better idea of what they like and what they're looking for? Mm -hmm. Often when a client is not liking the logo, it's not, it's something that can be fixed with more information um, and structure going back to how um, it's really important for clients to be able to communicate what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, ideas can be changed, but um, I think the most important thing is that when somebody is like, I don't like this, you need to th figure out what it is about it that they don't like. I think something that I'm hearing often throughout this too is um, being proactive mm -hmm. um, in the process. And so making sure that you're asking the right questions in the beginning, that, um, in an agency setting that the project manager is asking the right questions from the client and make sure that they're conveying it the right way to the designer. Um, and yeah, definitely just being proactive. Yeah, feedback, proactive, mm -hmm. um, as well as, yeah, I guess overall everyone involved just don't yeah. be so sensitive, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, something that can be reworked. <laughs> so another question that, um, we've heard that you might get is do you copyright as well i'm not exactly sure how i want this document to read but i need it to be created i'm not exactly sure what i wanted to say though or how it should be said 
So do you copyright, Elise? <laughs> um, I do not do copywriting. <laughs> but most designers have the ability to work closely with copywriters. And so like I know personally in, on this team, you, um, uh, Sarah and Ashley, are really good about helping come up with the content and giving that to me in order to put into the designs. Mm -hmm. um, also, a little known fact is that designers design around the copy that they're given. So this is why it's difficult if somebody says they just want a template or a design before they even give you any copy because the amount of words, how long the words are, how many paragraphs it's split up into, the title length, and like pretty much everything completely changes how you lay out that text on a page. So it's frustrating when clients come back with so many copy changes because you have to pretty much start over with yeah. the text layout. So that's why it's really important for designers to work closely with the copywriters and mm -hmm. to get those updates as soon as possible. Exactly, so true, that's so true. <laughs> work not only with yourself, but other designers, and everyone says that across the board, like before they start designing. Uh, so what's gonna be written on this yeah. first? Because they want to see that information up front. So speaking of kind of revisions, what's another question we get, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> um, how many revisions do I get? Yep, that is a uh, that is a a tricky question because some sometimes revisions a lot of the times can just get completely out of hand with just <laughs> yes. the smallest smallest <laughs> I think we changes. We can all agree to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty common occurrence. So um, there was sorry there was because you guys can't see us, there was a pretty big collective yeah. eye roll. Yeah, oh, we've all been down this, this road. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely think that this is something that needs to be clarified with the client right away. Um, so kind of different designers have different like kind of quote unquote rules on this, but um, usually, usually the standard is two to three revisions after the final concept has been agreed upon. After that, it's usually just kind of like not like a waste of time but like the it's not very beneficial to the client and the designer's time to continue just making small little tiny changes like mm -hmm. if you outline how many revisions you're going to get first then the client will know to look at everything and make one big list of everything they want changed and give it to you at one time instead mm -hmm. of being like can you delete this sentence and then the next day being like oh i found another sentence mm -hmm. i don't want Mm -hmm. So if they if you limit the amount of revisions, it kind of forces the client to collect all their thoughts at once and give you all those changes at once, which is super beneficial to not only mm -hmm. the t speed of the process, but also just like time management on both mm -hmm. the client and designer's end. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes just from setting those expectations up front. Yep, Being exactly. super, yeah. super clear about that. Yes. Um, because if, if you don't set that expectation, you can bet that there will be clients that abuse that unlimited revisions or your lack of clarity on how many you get. Yeah, and just to clarify, it's not that we're saying, no, um, as soon as I'm done with this, like we're not gonna work with you anymore on this, like that's it. It's more so we're doing all the revisions they still would have wanted to do, but we're just trying to condense it into more like, into like two different experiences where you really do focus on everything that needs to be changed mm -hmm. instead of every single day just having something little that comes up. Exactly. 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 Time is important and I think, you know, we all just need to respect that and that's part of that whole revision process as well. And I love that we're talking about this right now because I think a lot of companies maybe like 
are entering like their first relationship with a graphic designer and not really knowing kind of like the process or how to work best with them and I think like just kind of putting it in everyone's head like the process and you know respect their time and um, you know two to three revisions like that's really can be really um, effective exactly exactly what's another question Ashley that we normally get and this is an interesting one too. So who owns the rights to the files when we're done? No one really thinks of this at first, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, it's always kind of like an, an afterthought, afterthought and after the project and sometimes it's when there's a line has been crossed. Yes. So I will say that if a client pays for the work and we, the work is finished, we send it off to the client, they don't make any more changes, the client then owns that work because they paid us for our service. Um, so they can do whatever they want with the work. Um, we do like to be able to keep copies of some of the client work for portfolio purposes, but mm -hmm. I mean, that can always be discussed with the client if they're not comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, a common misconception though is that the client believes that they own the working file as well as the finished, the finished product. Um, the reason that um, the reason that designers do not commonly give out the working file of projects is because it's our job to make a strong design that we can be proud of. If a client gets their hands on the working file and just like changes it and adds things, like it's not our project anymore. And, um, and so it just, it kind of messes up the process. So the mm -hmm. clients own like the final product that we give them, but not necessarily the working copy. So. This, the only exception to this is if a client specifies ahead of time that they need a workable template because they're gonna be using this to put new information on every month, such as a mm -hmm. newsletter. In this case, there's a few different options. Um, they could continue working with the designer and just send them the updated copy every month, or they can the designer can create a template for a Word document or for Canva that the client can then just go in and make those changes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, our last question, and I'm sure we could probably go over and have a whole nother episode of 10 more questions to oh. ask your graphic designer. But for the sake of time today, I think a frequent one that we get is, how long will this take? Yep, that is a loaded question. So, um, um, at the beginning of, the, of any project, one of the account managers, Sarah or Ashley, will kind of um, talk to me and the client about how big the project is going to be and how much work they think it's going to take and how many hours. Um, the length of a project relies on what is being created, how involved it is, how fast the client um, communication is, and how many revisions need to be done. Also, clients have to keep in mind that even if a project only takes a few hours, they forget that they're not the only client the designer is working with. Just because it's a short project doesn't mean I the like, designer can just bump it to the top of their list and ignore the other client projects that they also need to be working exactly. on. Exactly. There's more more people than just one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, again, it just comes back to that respecting of time, respecting of the process, um, as well as if somebody really wants a good quality piece, they need to let the designer have that time to be mm -hmm. creative in that process first as well. Yeah. Um, it's not all about the time you physically spent on the computer creating mm -hmm. it. It's about the thought that goes into it, the brainstorming, the planning, the whole process really. Exactly. And I think uh, there are places on the web if you are looking for something just quick 
and <laughs> um, you know maybe you are short on time and you want something but if you want something really well thought out and you have come to a specific graphic designer and are talking with them that these are all some great uh, tips that Lisa shared with us that you should definitely keep in mind. So we would love to know what other questions that you have that maybe we didn't get to today. So please connect with us on social media at 21 Handshake. Send us your questions. We can bug Elise to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> or just give you our experience um, and best practices to work with um, designers. Did you love this episode? We would love if you took a moment to rate us five stars on iTunes and share it with a friend. Until next time.